1: good golfers what's all they have time for they don't work out they
0: don't lift weights (laughs) they don't do anything else they might as well go get on the golf course at least have some fun and from across the country
1: Doug Gottlieb our guest here on the Jason Walker show
0: end of the day remember it's your show it's got your name on it Howie Mandel our guest here Jason Walker Deal or no deal the Jason Walker show broadcasting from the major mortgage
1: man cave here's Jason Walker Happy Wednesday, the Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice. Where do you have a Repair, choose Capital Collision Center, Major Mortgage, Man Cave, and Santa sitting in with us again today. He will be for the next, uh, well, through Christmas probably. Uh, but So uh, get your Christmas wish. In. You know what, let's do that. For the rest of the month, email Jason at Jason Walker Show, tweet us, Facebook us. What are your Christmas sports wishes for the next month? We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get some of those uh, read on the air. So get that started now. Uh, big show today coming up. We are going to check in with Greg Rockach from the Billings Gazette, 406mtsports.com, and talk about uh, Pioneer League Baseball. How much has changed? How much is similar? What does it all mean In the grand scheme of things, now that the Pioneer League is no longer affiliated with Major League Baseball, except as a partner, independent league. Greg will explain. Haven Medjid will join us, the world tie-down champion from Arlington, Texas, getting ready for the National Finals Rodeo, which starts tomorrow night at uh, the home of the Texas Rangers, Globe Life Park or Field, whatever it's called. And I haven't figured out, uh, I still got to figure out how to watch it. I know it's on Cowboy Channel. But we've got to figure out how to watch it um, if you don't have cable. So we got, got to work on that. But it starts tomorrow. But we'll talk to Haven Medjid, get his thoughts on this summer and uh, his chances to repeat. You know, he was a rookie last year when he went down to Vegas and won both the average and the world title. And he sits about $100,000 behind Shad Mayfield uh, going into the, the finals. But a lot of money up for grabs every year and every night in Vegas for 10 nights. So we can, he can make that up and we'll talk to Haven about that uh, coming up uh, here in a little bit. Also on this day in history and, uh, and much more. So fun stuff. Let's get started. Today's uh COVID update, your Montana COVID update. And again, we just give you the numbers. We don't say anything other than numbers. Uh, also, uh, We have a story of a Texas waitress we're going to talk about later on in the show. 937 new cases today, 64,340 overall. 713 deaths, 478 currently in the hospital. 16,094 active COVID cases and 47,533 have recovered. 4,700 Yellowstone County, 2,200 plus Cascade over 1,450 in Lewis and Clark, 1,278 in Missoula, 2,000 on the nose in Flathead. Gallum County down to 539, 543 over in Ravalli. 312 still in Roosevelt, or Richland County rather, uh, not Roosevelt, which has seen massive cases um, since the fall. And Silver Bow, still 671 active cases. So that is our uh, COVID update. For the state of Montana, as far as the numbers. Now, here is what is going on sports-wise with the COVID. Uh, No basketball for the Montana women. Uh, Late last night, head coach Mike Petrino found out that uh, Southern Utah had a case of COVID and will not be coming to Missoula for Thursday or Saturday games. So the Big Sky Conference opener for the Lady Grizz is canceled. And it appears that they're not going to re, uh, reschedule these games. Big Sky Conference has uh, has said that postponed league games will not be made up as of right now. Now, Coach Petrino wanted to play because it was one of two probably uh, of the some of the wins that the Lady Grizz were going to get this year. They're still not going to be – I mean, we're not talking 19-1 and one here, but we're also not talking – Oh, and 20. I mean, the Lady Grizz are going to win some games. Two of them probably against uh, Southern Utah. But that's not going to happen now. So these games, I think, count as no contests. Uh, they're hoping to have some rescheduling, but doesn't look like it. The Lady Grizz still scheduled to play North Dakota in a non-league game next Monday, this coming Monday, so five days. Um. Two players still have to sit out from injuries, and their teammates from Sentinel, Kylie Frolik and Shelby Schwain. and Jordan Schwein's coming back. But it just it's 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 a bummer because the Schwein girls are so athletic, but they they're just they've never stayed healthy. High school, college, they've just never stayed healthy, and it's a bummer because they are a hell of a, uh, athletes. Uh, So no Lady Grizz basketball this week. The Bobcat men are on the road right now playing at Pacific as we speak. And uh, we'll get you an updated score at some point on that. It was uh, 21-18 Pacific last I saw. But that's uh, the men of Montana State. Frontier Conference starting this weekend. Except at Tech and Carroll, where they were scheduled to play each other, Tech's got cases, Carroll's got cases, and so no games. Um, Get used to this all season long. You can get used to it on the high school front. You can get used to it on the college front. We're just not going to have a full, complete schedule, unfortunately. I think I saw that 20 Big Sky games have already been canceled Games involving Big Sky Sky teams. Uh, Oh, update from Pacific with Stockton, California, where the uh, Tigers lead the Bobcats 38-34, 16 minutes to play. Cats coming off a big win last week uh, or two weeks ago over at uh, UNLV. So that was a good win. Uh, Speaking of Big Sky, Tom Wistersill, the commissioner, has received a two-year contract extension. And it's funny because in the press release, it says literally the same thing that every press release says about anybody. During his tenure, unprecedented heights in student-athlete programming and advocacy. I mean, just it's unprecedented heights. Everything is unprecedented heights. I mean, he's done a nice job, but, I mean, congrats. He got a two-year extension, and he's not leaving like the last commissioner did. After a couple of years. So uh, Tom Wistersell, congratulations on his uh, contract extension. So, um, We talked a little bit yesterday about the Pioneer League. And how are they going to, well, how are they going to make it? Greg Rockach will join us when we come back. And will tell us exactly how that is uh, going to happen or how long it potentially could happen. Um, shortly. He'll join us here in about five minutes or so. Um, But it's going to be interesting in the Pioneer League. There's no question about that. No doubt, for sure. Uh, One more quick story before we go uh, talk to Greg about baseball. I saw this yesterday. Speaking of um, Yellowstone County, no joint high school sports stadium for the Metro and Yellowstone County uh, public schools uh, for Billings. Uh, Greg Upham, Superintendent of uh, Billings Public Schools uh, said that that will not happen. Um, The school district wanted to get together with uh, the Metra and basically have grandstands, put a new football stadium uh, down there, uh, probably soccer as well, Uh, but that's not going to happen now. The Metra said, yep, no thanks. So Daly Stadium, which needs some work about... $10 million worth and uh, potentially getting moved anyway, because it looks like they want to expand senior high, which is where Dalis is near downtown. And uh, it's old. I mean, it's an old stadium. They've done a nice job with turf and, and try to spruce it up. But so uh, it will not be at uh, the new stadium will not be at the Metro, however. So that's interesting. That's the, you know, Aside from, well, Helena's got the worst facilities for double-A football. Hands down, no question about it. The worst facilities. I mean, it's not even close. Vigilante needs to be just torn down and and rebuilt. Or better yet, just a new stadium somewhere else um, with better parking. It's terrible at the middle school. Uh, But Billings and Dalis, not much better. Parking there is about as bad as it is in Helena as far as football stadiums. So, something to keep an eye on as they move forward the next couple of, you know, Great Falls got refurbished at uh, Memorial, new new turf, new track, it's awesome. Um, Legend Stadium in Kalispell is nice. Missoula Public County is is nice. Um, Butte, Naranchi, come on, seriously, how, uh, awful, how awesome is that? Bozeman's new stadium with Gallatin. Um, Am I forgetting anybody? I don't think so, in the AA. But Helena needs some work bad, bad. But nobody wants to spend money to help that facility out. So that's why you lost the track meet. I mean, track got canceled anyway last spring, but state track was supposed to be in Helena, and then they said, yeah, no, your track is terrible. And it is. It's horrendous. And the football field is no better. So, need some work at Vigilante and at Dallas. Too bad they're not closer where they could combine. I mean, Lockwood's got a new facility. And East Helena, beautiful new facilities. We'll see where I send my kid when, I, when she grows up, if we still live here. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. When we do, we're going to talk baseball. Pioneer League baseball is returning. That's the plan. Greg Rockach from 406MTSports.com will explain how it's going to work with Major League Baseball and the Partner League with the Pioneer League. When we return here, Jason Walker shows presented by Capital Collision Center. And when you get in a vehicle wreck, you want to take your vehicle straight to Capital Collision Center. They're going to take care of everything. They're going to handle insurance. They're going to take all the pictures. They're going to do all the paperwork. They're going to literally do it all, take it out of your hands, and then... They'll text you and call you throughout the process, and then when your vehicle's done, they'll say, come and get it, and it looks just like it came off the lot. It is unbelievable. I highly recommend Capital Collision Center, obviously. That's why I'm talking about them, but the customer service is unparalleled. Nobody can match what Capital Collision Center does with your vehicle and you as well. So go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center in Helena. Coming right back with Greg Rockach next, Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the major mortgage team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender.
2: Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings...
1: Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Hanging out in the major mortgage man Got some new stuff to hang up. And uh, when my son's home, Bob, here in a couple of weeks from uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, we, him and I, well, him, he's going to do some redecorating in here. So it'll be fun. And if he doesn't want to, I'm going to tell that guy right there, Santa. Santa will hear everything, Bob. But that'll be uh, coming up, so we'll have a new look by the new year. Yeah, I'm trying to give the uh, the old man here his uh, his proper due. There we go. There we go. Okay, Santa Claus in the major mortgage man cave. <laughs> All right, uh, coming up, uh, Haven Medjid will join us, the world tie-down champion in uh, national finals, a rookie last year. And it was a different summer uh, for many in the rodeo industry. And uh, Haven, no different. We'll talk to him about that and what it took to qualify for his second consecutive national finals. He's back with a chance to defend that title. and We'll talk to Haven Medjid coming up here in about 20 minutes. But joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, is the award winning sports writer from the Billings Gazette, 406mtsports.com, Greg Rockach, And he's, uh, I wanted to get him on to, to I mean, try to decipher exactly what the news came out Monday about the Pioneer League partnering up as an independent with Major League Baseball. And Greg joins us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Sounds good. First off, uh, how you doing, man? It's been uh, it's been a long time since we chatted, and and we didn't have a whole lot to t- chat about with no f- you know big sky football and and no baseball or nothing going on this summer. So uh, how's your fall been?
5: Well, I guess I'm happy that they you know were able to get the high school season in at least um, right. for the most part. You know they were able to crown champions and um, you know have states. State events and things like that and, which obviously was great for the kids and um, you know it, I guess it didn't come without some of you know bumps in the road but um, just, just glad they were able to get it done and I, I would say the, the summer was a lot more <laughs> uncertain than the fall was you know like you said there just there just weren't any events happening in the summer and um, so being able to get, get some, some games and competition in the fall was, was a good thing. I, you know, I did miss the big sky football season, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, that's the spring season. That could be a, a conversation for another day and whether that's going to happen or not, but right. Um, you know, it's, hopefully, hopefully we'll, we'll get, you know, one of these days, we'll get back to, to the way things were. So we can hope.
1: <laughs> right. Greg Roccott's joining us here, Jason Walker show. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been fun and I don't know if we're even going to get a high school winter sports season in, but, uh, hopefully we can cause it's a little bit more contact in wrestling than there is in volleyball, but I, uh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I'm not a doctor. So, um, right. Hey, uh, Speaking of the summer with nothing going on, that included the Pioneer League. And you and I chatted back in April, I believe, about this, and, and I had Senator Danes on a couple of times to to talk about it. Uh, the PBA expired September 30th. The Pioneer League went away as we knew it, but yet it's still going to be around as we know it a little bit. So mm-hmm. what your article that came out the other day on 406mtsports.com uh, did a good job trying to explain it but <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't dice, decipher it, but you explain exactly where we're at right now with the Pioneer League and Major League Baseball because it's like I said, it's it's like nothing changed, but everything changed.
5: Yeah, yeah, there's there's so much to it, and it's very complicated, and that, you know, even now after the announcement, I, I don't think anybody truly knows what it means yet, um, but I guess the bottom line is that the Pioneer League Will live on and it will remain a professional baseball league. Um, the difference is that it'll be an independent league, meaning it you know the teams in the Pioneer League will no longer have their uh player development contract with major league parent organizations, for example, Billings will no longer be affiliated with Cincinnati, Missoula no longer with Arizona. Great Falls no longer with the White Sox and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be a partner league
1: um,
5: with Major League Baseball, which is a new venture. Um, it, as of now, it's one of four partner leagues. There There's four independent leagues that are going to be partner leagues of Major League Baseball, which essentially means, um, you know, the teams are going to be made up of basically professional players that are not deemed ready to join affiliated major league organizations. Uh, Like players that weren't drafted um, or players that had been released from, you know, they previously had been under contract with major league baseball, but have since been released due to injury or poor performance or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's also the avenue that, Um, because Major League Baseball is is expected to cap um, their organizational rosters at 180 players. In the past, it was something like 300. And so um, there's going to be like 120 fewer players per organization. And so the players that don't make the 180 will be available to sign and play you know, in these partner leagues. And so that's kind of where the players are probably going to come from. Uh, And so, you know, it's still going to be professional baseball. It just isn't going to have that connection, that direct, you know, pipeline to major league organizations. Right. Uh, And so I guess that's the best way I can describe (laughs) it. Um, Some of the other differences are, you know, like the Pioneer League owners, of course, are now going to be responsible for paying these players instead of the major league clubs. Um, they're going to have to find them. They're going to have to, you know, take care of them. They're going to have to pay for all the travel associated with, uh, you know, playing in these leagues. And um, that's kind of where it stands, I guess.
1: Greg, are these teams now essentially like the St. Saint Paul Saints have been forever, just an independent team that can get major league? players on the roster and, and then, you know, eventually have major league baseball teams come in and sign you away.
5: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was the best analogy is. I could come up with yesterday was the St. Paul saints. Cause everybody knows about them.
5: Yeah. Yeah. The, the St. Paul franchise is obviously one of the more well-known independent clubs and, and yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. I think, uh, you know, you're going to have a roster of independent players who are trying to get back into affiliated uh, professional baseball, meaning they'll be under contract with a professional organization. And so um, that's what these teams are going to be made up of.
1: You mentioned the Pioneer League owners now going to have to pay everything, but the, it said in your, your in the press release and in, in your article that, so Major League Baseball is going to help out for, what, a year? and I mean, how is this... <laughs> How is that work out where (laughs) baseball is going to, you know, supply scouting uh, technology and and all of this, but at the end of the day, it still falls back on the Pioneer League?
5: Yeah. So Major League Baseball has said that that they're going to provide some initial funding to help get these partner leagues like the Pioneer League off the ground. Um, At first, I heard it was going to be significant money, and then... Later, I heard that it wasn't going to be significant. And so I still don't know if anybody really knows how much, uh, you know, financial backing the Pioneer League is going to have from Major League Baseball. Um, and as far as the, you know, some of the technology that's going to be installed at these ballparks, that's going to be for scouting purposes. You know, Major League Baseball is going to obviously want to, keep an eye on these prospects mm-hmm. and so they'll um they're going to put in all the latest you know technology to be able to, to scout these players and, and get all the best data so they can uh you know know what's going on and, and not necessarily only have to rely on uh you know scouts that are in person at the ballpark
1: gotcha so everything changed but nothing has changed
5: yeah <laughs> <I> mean, yeah
1: <laughs> greg rockett's our guest here, jason walker yeah. show on uh, the mike miller state farm hotline and it's just it's really confusing and like mm-hmm. you like you've been saying how much did montana's congressional delegation led by senator daines and tester and then jean uh, forte have to be able to keep i mean cuz they pushed hard for the last really two years yeah. And, and it seems like that delegation really helped secure the pioneer league, especially in Montana, but it helps out the five other, you know, cities and, and three other States as well.
5: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think when, when this, when major league baseball first started formulating this plan, I think that their idea was to just contract the minor leagues and, uh, you know, you'd have hundred and twenty teams and the teams that didn't make the one twenty were, you know, sorry, that's right. you are just you're done. But um I think the the political pressure that was put on and really not just in Montana, I mean it went you know, all over the country and, right. and yeah. various states that have um you know, that have had professional baseball, minor league baseball, uh a lot of these politicians put put significant pressure on on the major leagues and and ultimately led to the to this idea of partner leagues being established where you could you know these communities could preserve baseball that that has been so long standing and um you know they wouldn't necessarily be officially connected to major league clubs but they, they would still be able to have teams and and um have some kind of a a pipeline between the majors and, and the minor leagues. And so, yeah, I think that, you know, can't be understated that the the political pressure certainly helps preserve organized baseball in these, in these communities, in, in uh, rural, rural towns and, and other places around the country.
1: Greg, I'm not a, a finance expert, and I don't know. I don't claim to know good stuff about my finances, let alone these guys that own the Pioneer League teams in, in mm-hmm. the eight cities. How were they financially going to be able to make this work? Because they've never had to pay full-time baseball yeah. salaries. They've never had to do this. They haven't had to pay for a lot of the upgrades themselves, in most of the cases, um, for the stadiums or whatnot uniforms, team. I mean, we saw the Osprey just go through a complete rebranding last year that didn't yeah. even get to happen, I guess, this year, the Paddleheads. But, you know, there's so many different things that I don't think the average fan is going to think about. But those are like Dave Heller and Billings. I mean, how does he pay for everything now?
5: Yeah, yeah. I don't think he, he even knows yet. Um, that's one thing that he, he said is that this is, this is going to be by far the biggest challenge. Um, and I, and I think the the owners are just trying to, trying to, you know, figure that out. And and I think some of that is going to fall on how much financial backing major league baseball will be willing to, to provide, um, to these partner leagues and to the pioneer league. And, you know, that was one question I asked was, you know, what does the average independent player make? And. Uh, one owner told me, well, I think that, and this might not be a great sign, but he said to me, well, I think it probably depends on what the minimum wage laws are in, are in each state. And so, you know, I don't think, I don't think these, these guys make very much money. I think it mostly represents an opportunity for, for them to try to work their way back into, uh, you know, onto a major league roster or, or into a major league organization and, Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the question of how all of this is going to be paid for is still uh, looming over the over this entire venture.
1: Well, I mean, we know that when the Pioneer League was associated with Major League Baseball teams, it's not like they were still making bank. I mean, you had your mm-hmm. one or two high-priced guys in the league every year, but you never – I mean, these guys are making 1100 bucks a month or whatever. Uh, right, which, yeah. Doesn't cover, and we saw this with with when COVID first hit. Was the major leagues paying the minor league organizations and the players for you know four hundred bucks a month? Well, mm-hmm. they've got to live. I
2: mean, yeah.
1: how, you know, and it, man, I just don't understand how this yeah. is going. to – And it almost, and I I don't want to be completely negative because it's great that we get to play baseball and have yeah. baseball in our communities. But how often or how much of this was really Major League Baseball hoping that okay we'll we'll say we're going to partner for a year or two and then hope these things fold and we don't have to deal with it then,
5: and I think that's the that's the fear that some of these owners have. I mean, obviously they're they're putting a, a very positive spin on it um, because they want this to work and they want it to survive, um, but the long-term sustainability is definitely the question. Um, and you're right, you know these every year in the Pioneer League you'd have one or two. Each team would have one or two guys that was a high draft pick and had a, you know, a big signing bonus and things like that. But most of the most of these players weren't making very much money, and I think a lot of um, the Major League Baseball's goal here was, you know, th- these organizations were no longer willing to pay for the third string catcher who has virtually no chance to to make the major leagues and, and there's just no return on that investment, you know, anymore. And so um, they wanted to, you know, kind of weed out the riffraff for lack of a better phrase <laughs> and, and uh, try to improve the quality of play in the minor leagues and, and sort of streamline it that way. And, and, you know, now obviously it's up to the, to these partner leagues themselves and, and the teams them, themselves in the pioneer league to not only pay, Salaries or the wages, but to also feed them, you know, get them from from town to town, put them up in hotels throughout the season, and so yeah, I think that's that's a concern as far as um, you know the the viability and the sustainability uh, when it comes to the to the financial aspect of this.
1: Um, I saw that they're looking to cap the roster probably at twenty four at the age. Um, yeah. you know, cause when I brought up St. Paul, those guys, I mean, I think Ricky Henderson played there in his thirties or forties, but, <laughs> um, but these are essentially the same type of players that we've been seeing uh, over yeah. the last 70 or 80 years in the pioneer league. And it's just the whole, but it's just different again, um, mm-hmm. the way it's all supposed to come to come work out. When will they have any finality as to far as monies and plans for the future for just for 2021, even?
5: Yeah, well, I, I would, you know, I guess in, in the next couple months, I mean, the first pitch is supposed to be thrown in the middle of May, you know, and so that we're, we're just six months away from that, and so there's very little time. You're basically starting a league from scratch, right? Um, and, and there's very little time to put it all together, um, and so we're going to find out, you know, sooner rather than later how all how this is going to work. Um but as far as the the age cap, um, and I think they're going to do that to to try to make sure that it is you know largely the same kind of baseball that that we've seen through the years. Um, and another big piece of this is that the draft is you know it used to be forty rounds mm-hmm. the the major league baseball draft now it's expected to be only twenty, and so there's going to be a big pool of guys that you know, go undrafted that are going to be um, available to to sign and to add to your roster. Um, And a lot of those players were the same type of players, the same skill level that that these teams had in the past. So the hope is for the on-field product to be very much the same as as it always has been. Um, But as you said, you know, (laughs) there's just – very little time to put it all together, and and we still don't know what it's all going to exactly look like.
1: So Billings, Great Falls, Missoula are in, I mean, just focus here Montana, but the other Pioneer Mm -hmm. League teams are losing their groundskeepers. Um, A lot of these Mm -hmm. places have the same Legion field as well, and a lot of baseball being played on these fields. That's an extra expense that's going to have to be out there now. Um, Uniform changes, I am guessing, because – you just, yeah. you know, ex, you know, there's not many that still go by, you know, the the Voyagers changed their name a few years ago or a while ago now, but um, mm-hmm. things like that. And then, you know, I, I wonder are, how long is this? So you said it starts in May. That's a month earlier. So is it a longer season, yep. shorter season? 70? Yeah,
5: it sounds like it's going like to be 92 games now. Okay, uh, so we're extra 16
1: four, or 14 yep. games, I guess.
5: Well, it was it was seventy six before. Okay, so, and so and so, yeah, uh, that, that's sixteen, right? I think so.
1: <laughs> I haven't been able to do stats, or hasn't been any sports going on.
5: <laughs> right, right. That's math how I do
1: math.
5: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Groundskeeper, you know, they're going to have to hire ground crew. Um, Dave Heller, the Mustangs owner, said that he expects. You know, the, the front office staff is going to have to be a lot bigger um, than before. They used to only have, like, three guys, the GM and then maybe two assistant GMs uh, in the front office. And so that's going to grow. You're going to have to, you know, pay your employees. Right. Uh, you got to go out and find manager, assistant coaches, trainers, uh, clubhouse, staff uh yeah the the financial um, responsibility is is drastically changing. And as we said before, you know I think a lot of these owners are are still you know they're gonna have to figure out how how they're gonna do this, which which you know obviously underscores the need for for major league baseball to, to provide that you know funding to help keep this thing afloat.
1: Well, I just worry that they're only going to fund it for a year or two, and then, then mm-hmm. when it's then that's done, and Major League Baseball is going, yeah, we helped you out, you couldn't sustain on your own, sorry. Uh,
5: yeah, and that's I think that's also a fear that some people have is that, you know, yeah, it looks good right now, but Major League Baseball's ultimate motive is is to, you know, not really be too invested in these partner leagues, and and eventually they're just going to go by the wayside. And,
1: well, that if that's the case, they would have kept them as affiliations.
5: Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot that you just, that, that you just kind of scratch your head, right. you know, yeah. it, you don't, you don't really know, you know, what's driving these decisions. And a lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, um, but I guess you just have to be glad right now that professional baseball is going to, going to be played in, in Montana and in the pioneer league for now. And, yeah. And we'll just have to see how it all works out.
1: Well, uh, we'll be following you. I'll have you on. Uh, hopefully we can talk some <laughs> winter sports. And uh, But, yeah, you'll you'll yeah. be on and keep us up. You're my baseball guy now in the state of Montana. Who thought of that? Um, well, yeah,
5: I, yeah. Congratulations on people. your
1: uh, nomination for national sportscaster oh. uh, or sports writer in Montana again. So what have you won, like 12 oh. times?
6: No.
5: <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no,
1: no. Seven, eight. I think it's not, up there.
5: Not
1: that. No. Yeah, it's like five. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, but congratulations on your nomination again.
5: Well, so. thanks, Jason. I appreciate
1: that. I can't. Uh, I haven't decided who I'm voting for because I've got you and I've got you know Jordy up in Missoula that does such a great job. You got Colton yeah. down in Bozeman that does a great job. I mean, there's some great writers in the state, so I don't know who. I'm yeah, and I mean,
5: it, it really. It, it, if you go to anybody, um, and, and everyone's deserving and, and, you know, honestly just happy to be, to be mentioned in the, in the group. And I'm just glad that, uh, you know, sports journalism in Montana is alive and well and, yeah. and uh, really, you know, especially on, you know, on the print side, we're you know, a lot of, a lot of people doing a lot of great work and especially in 2020 when, you know you just you never knew what each day was going to bring and so really <laughs> yeah. proud of everybody the way the way um, they've done their job this year. Yeah, so,
1: well 406mtsports.com you guys have done a, a fantastic uh a job for years so we appreciate your work. Yeah, hey, uh, thank you. Appreciate you joining us man and uh ha- happy holidays. If we don't talk before then but uh, we'll talk soon.
5: Okay, thanks Jason. Take care.
1: Greg Rockott's joining us from uh, the Billings Gazette 406mtsports.com so There you go. That's the Pioneer League in a nutshell of what it's going to be in the future, and hopefully it can be something that's sustained and not just a a one- or two-year flash in the pan, hey, Major League Baseball, here's your help, Um, Pioneer League, but then we're, okay, now you're done. I just think MLB is setting Pioneer League cities up for failure, and hopefully not because we need it. We, We love the Pioneer League Baseball in the summer. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and uh, when we do, we'll check in with world champion tie-down roper Haven Medjid. Joins us next from Las, no, he's not. not, Well, he's going to join us next, but not in Las Vegas. What's his thoughts about moving from Vegas to Texas this year? He'll tell us next here on the Jason Walker Show. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Jason Walker here, and I want to tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couples massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit Oceanspiritmassage.com or call 417-0542. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. Jason Walker show back. Major Mortgage Man Cave. We are presented by Capital Collision Center. This segment is brought to you by uh, Mark LaRoe Photography. And uh, Mark's got his calendars. Just dropped off uh, yesterday, dropped off mine. And they're awesome. I showed you some of them online, but check this out. Look how big this thing is. This is a, this is, it's worth 25 bucks for sure. Look at this. It's huge. And the pictures, I mean, awesome, right? Just fantastic. And that's just, that's just one. And there, it's a huge calendar. I love it. Uh, get to Photography.com. You can get the uh, Scenic Montana one or Cowboys of Western Montana. Okay? And while you're there, not only get a calendar, great Christmas gifts. Purchase a uh, photo. Buy a canvas. Help Mark out. He takes such great photos. Uh, go to com. His Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery. Unbelievable stuff. And I know you've seen this one behind me. Um, yeah. The one from Ennis. Northern Rodeo. There we go. There it is. Uh, from Ennis this year. So there you go. Um, all right. Appreciate uh, Mark and uh, his uh, support all season or all year long. So, All right. Speaking of rodeo. Because that's what we're doing. Uh, the world champion is back to defend his title in tie-down. His name is Haven Medjid. And he uh, qualified for his second straight Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. How's it different being in Arlington, Texas, versus Las Vegas, Nevada? Haven joins us now here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, Jason Walker Show. Here. Okay. Well, first off, man, congratulations for uh, for qualifying. I know this was a tough year. Um, how many rodeos did you make? I think I went to like sixty rodeos this, this year. Crazy. Um, pretty good summer though. You feel good about it?
6: Yeah, I had a great summer. I mean, I didn't have a good winter, so if I didn't have a good good summer, I wasn't going to make Santa Claus.
1: Well, we're glad you did. Um, it's always nice to be back after you, uh, you know, win a championship. You want to go back and defend it. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a second. Um, but this year was tough, like I said, Haven. And w- w- what was your thoughts all summer as you were trucking along, trying to get to rodeos, and some of them weren't there?
6: Oh, I mean, I guess driving by rodeos, that usually the big rodeos, it felt like we always kept driving by them and stuff, that was a hard deal because it's a lot nicer just to go to some of the bigger rodeos. And I felt like we didn't even get to go to those big rodeos because they were all canceled and we had to go to those little $1,000 rodeos. and I felt like you just drove by all the big ones and all you did was drive. I mean, for instance, we drove from Elko, Nevada to Wolf Point, Montana and drove by probably five rodeos that we'd usually go to. And it was just a mm. crazy amount of driving we did this summer.
1: Uh, and, of course, the lack of money and the lack of rodeos out there doesn't make traveling that easy.
6: Yeah, no. I mean, we we had uh, one of our other buddies come with us this summer, so we had three guys splitting people up and stuff because, I mean, driving 20 hours, it felt like every time we got in the pickup, I mean, a 10-hour drive felt short. That's how much driving we, we had to do every time we got in the truck. Like 10 hours was just like, oh, that's not bad at all. That's nothing. and it was like the twenty hour drives and twenty five hour drive. So like, that's what that was what sucked and
1: I felt like we had a lot of those all summer. Haven Meget, our guest here, Jason Walker show, Mike Miller's Day Farm Hotline. Haven, when you uh you went to some of these smaller rodeos that you probably hadn't been to in a few years, I am guessing.
6: Yeah, I've never been to a lot of places this summer and <laughs> a lot of the people that have rodeos their whole life never even been to these rodeos, so I mean I guess in a way it was cool to get to go to other rodeos, but it's another the other way it sucked is we did a lot of driving for just very little money. You know, we, we got there and made it. So I'm just glad they're having an NFR. So that would have sucked because we, we danger, spent a lot of money trying to get there.
1: Uh, they did move it from Vegas over to uh, Arlington. Um, you guys got down there. But uh, what's the feel like? Because how different is it from going to Vegas to going to Arlington, Texas?
6: I don't know. I wouldn't want to be the first year be your first year over there at the NFR, because uh, there's no feeling like driving out to Vegas and then getting situated and, you know, just being out there, because that's where the NFR has always been, and it's just like a dream come true when you ride into that yellow arena, and when we went to Arlington the other day, I felt like we were going to the American, like, weren't even, like, there's no yellow, I mean, there's the yellow shoots and yellow roping um, rope and shoots. the only thing yellow, I mean, they don't have any yellow banners, nothing, I mean. So it's really different, honestly. Like, it almost doesn't even feel like the NFR, Honestly, we ran through Grand Entry practice this morning and stuff. But it's everything's so different. Like all them guys that've been there five, six, seven times, they're all saying, "Heck, we don't even know what to expect and stuff." Wow. Um, so it's it's different. Uh, it feels like it's everybody's rookie year, honestly, at the NFR this year because nobody knows what to expect. Uh, there's no like strategies really because everything is new um, and stuff like you know how a lot of people usually have strategies so that have been there five to ten times whatever they got game plans and, like we don't know what to expect because the cap the cap roping uh, shoots are over on the side and then the team roping shoots are in, at the other we're at first base there at third base so, so it's just and where the cattle go out of the arena is, is at home plate so it's 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 a messed up arena. Like, it's a dime, baseball dime, so it looks weird as crap. But just hopefully it goes out good. I mean, we're all just ready and eager to, ready to rope. Honestly, I'm ready to put some money and put it in my account.
1: No doubt. Haven, hey, when you talk about the arena and the setup, um, so the buck and shoots then are out like center or second base, shortstop, center field area? Yep. Okay. Um, so we're yep. trying to get a picture of what this is going to look like. Is it all dirt, or did they bring in? Is it still the turf, or what did they bring in actual dirt?
6: Oh, no, they brought actual dirt and they put a bunch of tarps down over the turf and stuff. And uh, I guess that I guess they rolled all the turf up, but then put a bunch of tarps down and um, went ahead and got a bunch of dirt in there and stuff. It's an actual arena in there and stuff, but it's just a lot different. I mean, that stadium's huge,
1: right? Well, yeah, the fans aren't going to be right on top of you, and and you know when you're yeah. when you're backing in there to 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 head out and you know get get going on your uh, your uh, calf there, but those fans are on top of you at Thomas and Mac, and now they're a ways away, yeah. and and it's going to be yeah, a little different.
6: Yeah, even when the announcer announces like this morning going through practice, grand entry practice, like you could the announcer just echoes and stuff like. Usually it's promised back when the are announced. Like, you can hear it with the music and stuff. It's, it, you can feel it vibrate and stuff. It's, that's a great feeling. And today it's just like, you, it's just like the American, honestly. It's a, that's a great rodeo, but it's nothing compared to the NFR in, in Las Vegas.
1: Uh, do you like your chances? I know you're trailing. You're in third. Uh, Shad had a really nice uh, season and jumped out to a big lead. But we know the money can, that can be won at the NFR. Um, you like your chances to repeat?
6: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's pretty much God's plan, honestly, because she has got such a big lead and stuff, but, you know, I'm just going to go out there and take care of business and go out there and rope my rope and not let anybody else worry about and try to get in my way because uh, if I can't win the world again, I'd dang sure like to win the average again, so sure. I'm just going to go out there and give it everything I got and try to, try to win another gold buckle, but, um, I mean, it's, it comes down to how Chad ropes and stuff because he's, he's got such a big lead on everybody, but you know, just taking care of business and winning money and, you know, trying to trying to win another gold buckle when I have a trouble.
1: Hey, how did people treat you this year differently on the tour? Now that you're a world champ.
6: Oh, I mean, I'd say you get a lot more respect and stuff around there. They always be around stuff and people you might not know. And they come up and say, Hey champ. And I don't know. It's, caught me off guard at first and stuff and then I kind of got used to it but uh I guess I don't know I guess it's awesome to be able to stay your world champion the first year you rodeoed and stuff uh I don't know I just I thought it was a, a like a blessing and stuff to get to be around my family and stuff and everybody else because uh not every day you to want to go book
1: no that's absolutely true and I know we, we <laughs> chatted after you won but uh uh, did, your, did your traveling partners treat you any different? They're like, hey, you're the world champ. You should, you know, we should take care of you. You don't drive as much, or did they make you drive more? What's that? Did they make you drive more because you're the world champ, or did they pamper you on the road?
6: so um, I, I don't like guys driving more,
1: honestly. Uh, well, that's no fair. I don't, I don't like to drive at all, really. I'll be real honest
6: with you. I'm, I just don't love to drive, but I'll drive and stuff in, they danged her some of we everybody had to participate this year because those 20-hour drives rope getting back in driving another 20 hours that was hard on all of us so you know we everybody had to take a shift and, and bear down and drive it
1: Well we're looking forward to following you and your repeat uh, bid starting tomorrow <laughs> night down there in Texas and uh, congratulations on making it again and qualifying and uh, we appreciate your time as always, and hopefully we'll chat soon, my man.
6: All right, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Haven Medjid joining us, the world tie down champion. And uh, man, he's awesome. He's from Miles City, and that southern accent, I just love it because it's like Jesse Davis. Uh, well, I mean, he's from Spanish Fork, Utah, but lives in outside Power, Montana. But he sounds southern. I guess, you know, southern Utah, I guess, Spanish Fork. But. Um, Just, these guys are awesome. Um, So good, so good. Uh, But congrats to Haven. And tomorrow we'll give you the full rundown on uh, all the Montanans that are in and uh, where you can uh, watch and how you can watch the uh, Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. It's on the Cowboy Channel now and uh, starts tomorrow night down there at uh, Globe Life Field. Oh, I was going to show you the the picture of the... uh, So let's see if we can – yeah, so this is what it looks like. So timed events there, that was uh, what Haven was talking about down there over by the third base side. So home plate here is where the animals leave the arena. you got your rough stock events, so your chutes right here, and then uh, more timed events over here. I don't know where they're going to run out of for barrel racing – That'll be something to watch. (laughs) It's going to be something for sure. So uh, that starts tomorrow night, and of course we'll cover all uh, 10 nights of the uh, Wrangler National Finals here on the Jason Walker Show. All right, uh, on this day in history, it is December the 2nd. It is National Package Protection Day, and I believe that is uh, to do with like Christmas presents and packages, not um, wearing a cup. Fritters Day, Mutt Day, and Special Education Day. uh, 1887, the International Baseball League would disband, and teams in Syracuse, Toronto, Hamilton, and Buffalo become the international association. Those in Newark, Jersey City, Wilkes-Barre, and Scranton become central league. Uh, 1909, the National Hockey Association formed in Montreal. Original members, Montreal Wanderers and Montreal Canadiens. It would become the NHL after some NHA teams would leave due to ownership disagreements. Uh 1951, Don Hudson had his uh, jersey retired uh, by the Green Bay Packers, the first in the franchise history. 1969, two years after doubling size from 6 to 12, the NHL announced two more teams would be joining the league in 1970, the Buffalo Sabres and the Vancouver Canucks. 1987, the 334 club formed because 334 New Jersey Devil fans journeying through 20 inches of snow to attend a Devil's win over Calgary at the Meadowlands. 1991, Bobby Bonilla becomes the highest paid player in Major League Baseball, agreeing to a record $29 million five-year deal with the New York Mets. The Mets are still paying on that contract today. Every July 1st, they pay a million dollars. Hopefully the new owner can just pay it off and be done. Uh, let's see, nineteen ninety five Montreal Canadian coach uh, Mario Tremblay leaves goaltender Patrick Waugh in the game too long, allowing an embarrassing nine goals. Wah demands a trade, gets traded to Colorado Avalanche and wins the Stanley Cup that season. <laughs> so that paid off. Happy birthday is today. Monica Sellis, nineteen seventy three. Aaron Rodgers, one of the most overrated athletes born on this date in nineteen eighty three. Uh, happy birthday as well, 1960. Rick Savage, the bass player for Def Leppard. It is Nellie Furtado's birthday. I'm like a bird. 1978, she was born. On this day in 1981, Britney Spears was born. Uh, let's see, other stuff that happened. 1812, James Madison reelected the president of the United States. 1840, William Henry Harrison elected the ninth president. Uh, 1901, King Gillette began selling safety razor blades. And on this date a year ago, Steve Bullock dropped out of the race for president. <laughs> like he ever had a chance. let the walk-off. It is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco 625 Euclid. Breakfast beignets and so much more. Shrimp etouffee. Catfish. Oh, fried catfish. Sounds good for dinner. Thanks for listening on TreasureStateRadio.com. They'll be leaving us here in just a couple of seconds. I hit the wrong button, by the way, so um, they'll be leaving, but we'll stay on the air for a second as we wrap up. Thanks to Haven Medjid for joining us. Don't forget, National Finals Rodeo starts tomorrow. Greg Rockach talking Pioneer League Baseball. If you missed anything, anytime, you go to jasonwalkershow.com. And uh, belated happy birthday to uh, one of my neighbors and a good friend of the show, Chuck Price. Chuck is 51 and a day now, so happy birthday, Chuck. We'll see you back here tomorrow at uh, 4. You can always go to JasonWalkerShow.com. We'll see you back then.
0: The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.